1: This is The Rich Eisen Show with guest host Kirk Morrison. Let's start this program. With Wyndham Clark's mother,
2: before she passed, had a mantra of play big. Wyndham Clark has played bigger than the biggest names of the game. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles, today's guests, Ravens safety Marlon Humphrey, golf and college football writer for the Athletic, Brody Miller, Titans defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons, and now, sitting in for Rich, it's Kirk Morrison.
0: All right, all right. Welcome in, welcome in, everybody. Uh, first of all, let's start this off right. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day Happy weekend. Father's Day to you, Kirk, as always. Uh, Happy Juneteenth as well to everyone out there listening. Uh, So great to be here as always. Rich out today. I step in and so I'm excited. I'm still on this uh, euphoric uh, high of the U.S. Open. Okay. I, I was at the U.S. Open all weekend long. And you guys know this, right? Brockman, Del Tufo, TJ. I'm excited to be here. So I still wanted to dress the part. Yeah, because it was really for me this weekend it was uh these past four days, I should say, is finding the right polo, okay? You get the right shirt. You got to have the right shirt for the U.S. Open, especially with the cloud coverage in Los Angeles. You didn't want to be too hot and overly hot. I got a couple pictures I'll show throughout the show uh, about my attire for the weekend, so um just just happy to be here with you guys as always. I have my uh, top 10 takes from the U.S. Open. I will be getting to those in the second hour. We mentioned already Howard Beck. We're going to talk some NBA. We got to talk about the U.S. Open. And I got a couple. My first in-studio guest right. for the Rich Eisen show. I've always yeah. done a lot of phoners. And, well, we have an in-studio guest. Marlon Humphrey will be joining us in about 25 minutes. I can't wait to talk to him, the Ravens cornerback. But I, I kind of want to start here. I want to start in the, when it comes to big events, I try not to have the, uh, the humble brag. It's hard. It really is hard, but you're about
1: to, (laughs) (laughs) when anybody starts
0: off the conversation with the humble brag, you like, Oh man, here we go. I don't want to stun on y'all because I'm not stunning. I'm about to stun on you. But for me, I love being at the big event the ones that mean the most the ones that mean win or go home the one and done because those are the most important events because you can feel the intensity the air is different the people walking is different the players the way they warm up the way they talk everything is always different earlier this year i had it started off my 2023 with the national championship georgia Versus TCU. Now, that, that one was kind of over in the first five minutes.
2: It was. I was, I was there, too. <laughs> yeah. You remember uh, right. It was over early. It was over early, right? <laughs> yep. And it's like, oh,
0: <laughs> man, here we go. But you saw the, the trophy, right? The national champion trophy get hoisted by the Georgia Bulldogs. The next event coming up, obviously, for me, was the Super Bowl. The big event in Phoenix. We saw Super Bowl 57 and the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, they go out, they win a Super Bowl, the second Super Bowl in the Patrick Mahomes era of Kansas City Chiefs football. And then for me, I was lucky enough to have my alma mater play in the Final Four, San Diego State. So the, my first Final Four, check that one off the box. Check. Check. Played a national championship, didn't win, but the experience, the experience of being in the the moment the big stage because I love being there and if you can't be there you're gonna watch but this past weekend the stage was set it was the United States Open the 123rd version of the United States Open and it was right here in Los Angeles so for me I was so excited have you ever had to hide excitement because some people around me just didn't understand it Mm -hmm. honestly my wife is like, so what is this golf tournament that everybody keeps talking about? <laughs> uh, it's just it's just not a golf tournament. <laughs> like, <"Honey, laughs> it's, just, it's just not a golf it's tournament. Like
2: the second biggest this is,
0: tournament of the year. This is like the Super Bowl of golf. Yep. Masters, right? one, Masters US one, open US Open too. Yeah. This is the Golf National Championship. That's why it's called the US Open. It is open to every golfer in the US if you can qualify. Yep. And so it was a 4-day event. And I went every single day. (laughs) I went every single... I got my steps in. I went Thursday. I went Friday. Here's a picture of me yesterday on the 18th green before the chaos started, right before the clubhouse. And I took a picture right there on the 18th green. See how the the grass is now brown? It was green on Thursday, but (laughs) all the people walking through on 18 yesterday, especially with the big final putt from Wyndham Clark, the winner of the 123rd U.S. Open. It was a fun experience, but again, the tenuous moments. And I've been to U.S. Opens before. This is my third one I've been to. I saw John Ronham a couple years ago down in San Diego, at Torrey Pines. So uh, I remember taking my dad to um, back in 2009 with Tiger Woods. Oh, and yeah. Rocco Mediate, still one of the ones. Oh, my God, I missed that one. That was the one that the one that got away because everyone had to leave on that Sunday. And if you had a ticket to Sunday, you get to go on Monday to the oh, uh, playoff. Oh, awesome. So I gave my tickets to my buddy, and he was like, Kirk, I walked 18 holes with Tiger Woods, like literally, because no one was really there because everyone had to leave. So oh, that's a bad memory of mine. But, hey, I was there. I did go. But this one was different because – you're listening to what's going on. I had an earpiece in, so I'm listening to the broadcast. And then I'm watching what's going on. And you hear the roars of the crowd. And you're like, oh, this guy, made, he made bogey here. Or he made birdie here. So you're listening and watching it all play out in real time. And you got fans. And yesterday, I was just a fan. I wasn't an analyst. I wasn't a broadcaster. I wasn't the former. I was just a fan amongst the people. And on 18, the 18th green, yesterday I was part of those fans that when they got up to the green, we all charged up. And I sat there and watched the final shots from Wyndham Clark really right in front. And it was one of those cool moments as just a fan. And I think we forget about that sometimes because we're so caught up in our own teams, right? Yeah. This past week, what or the previous week, there were two fan bases that got really excited, right? Had that, the Denver Nuggets, they won their first NBA championship since the merger uh, in the NBA, not the ABA titles, but the NBA titles of the Denver Nuggets. That's a fan base that was excited. Their team won, so you have a rooting interest. The Las Vegas Golden Knights, yes, your Stanley Cup final. They're Stanley Cup champions. So the people in Vegas, they got a championship. But the one thing about golf, and maybe I'm not trying to put my golf fandom on people today, but it's not about the team. It's just a watching individuals go out there and perform. And to me, the guy who no one truly picked came out on top. It was about, it was about Rory McIlroy and Scotty Scheffler. I mean, I did have a rooting interest pulling for my San Diego State Aztec for life Xander Shoffley. But when I saw that shirt that he wore on Sunday, I just knew we didn't have a chance. <laughs> I totally with you on that shirt. <laughs> I'm like, Xander, what are we doing, buddy? But seeing Ricky Fowler. Oh, the feel good Ricky Fowler. It story. was the it, yeah. it, those are the stories that you pull for. You want, like all oh, Ricky Fowler in California. And that it just didn't work out. I mean, think about it, even Max Homa. All week was Max Homa. He's from Los Angeles and he's, from, he's fan. from
2: here. He has the course record, course in LACC, yes. which he did back in 2013. The Pac-12 tournament, All uh, had their had their championship there, and he shot a 61. Oh, is this gonna be Max? Finally, right. he struggled in majors. Can he break through? Nope, didn't make the cut.
0: Yeah, he was uh, he was on the couch on Friday. He sure was. <laughs> That's tough. That's tough. But for me, and I'm speaking just for me. This was something that I focused on all week and nothing truly else matters because I did get the alerts on Friday, early Friday morning. I'm getting these alerts on my phone and I got to talk to the NBA because the NBA, they don't really understand how to do a news dump. Right? You know what time a news dump starts by the way? You know what a news dump is? It's when you have some news and you get it out there and you hopefully people see it but they don't really talk about it and you kind of get forget about it.
2: Yeah.
0: 4:30 uh, Eastern Easter, on Friday. 4:30 Eastern That's on Friday. The news dump. That that was the news dump. <laughs> so, we all knew going into it, hey, you had the big US Open. People are going to be talking about the open and who makes the cut and mix misses the cut. But yet, Friday morning early, I get a text on the phone, alert, boom. John ja Morant suspended 25 games. I'm like, uh, we're not surprised. We knew it was coming. I think it was, we thought it was going to be more. We thought it was going to be maybe half a season. John ja Morant suspended 25 games. To me, are we truly surprised? We knew it was coming. Like, okay, I th- that was probably like the funniest thing was it. Everybody was watching the Denver Nuggets win a win a NBA Finals, win their Larry O'Brien the NBA Final, winning the Larry O'Brien Brian Trophy, and yet everybody's still on Twitter. Okay, Mike Silver, I mean uh, Adam Silver, uh, could you please let us know about John Moran? Nobody, really, I've never seen someone get that couldn't wait for a suspension to be handed down on a player because <laughs> that, was, that was just what was interesting. The Denver Nuggets were the best team, and we saw that, but yet it was John Morant and his suspension for 25 games under stipulations, right? What are the stipulations, right? He's got to do what? He's got to go to this course. He's got to do that. But eventually, I always said, I would love to see what the ratings look like at that time. I think the stipulations, he'll probably meet them because he may, you know how the NBA is. That first early part of the season, you you kind of struggle when you're going up against the big NFL or college football so the return of Ja Moran after 25 games, I can see it. I can see the 25 games spent on at home, suspended, what he's learned. Let's tune in this Sunday game of the week or Saturday night game of the week or Thursday, it, Thursday night TNT. Yeah, we'll probably have a Thursday night. What game does Ja come back for? That would be the question. The 20, what is the 26th <laughs> game? We determined oh, yeah. it was, like, uh, December the 7th, somewhere yeah, it's like, around there. Like, yeah, first oh, week, right first after week the second first... week in December. Okay, right after Thanksgiving, right after... So TNT
2: does Coast... Tuesday during the fall. Yes. Because they don't want to compete with Thursday Night Football.
0: Correct. So they
2: do Tuesday night. Mm, so so he'll, be, he'll be back on a Tuesday night. Probably Grizzlies-Lakers, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> Probably here in L.A. Here in L.A. So yeah. Shannon Sharp will be courtside. <laughs> Chris Paul, new point guard for the Lakers. Oh, here you go. you going to that. Take it on. Yeah. <laughs> John Morant.
0: <laughs> I mean, think about it. Friday, I get all this NBA news, right? I'm telling my buddies, this is the news dump, but the news dump is actually way too early. You had the John Morant news, and all of a sudden, Michael Jordan selling his majority stake in the New Orleans Hornets. I mean, I'm sorry. The Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> Look, I got Zion Williamson on my mind, too, as well, <laughs> yeah, with the Pelicans, where he's trying to go from New Orleans to possibly Charlotte. So he could be technically a New Orleans Pelicans, Hornet, Charlotte. Horn- yeah, it's a lot Zion. over the last couple of days that Zion. It was, it was anyway, Zion. <laughs> so you got not only that. And then all, Mike Dunleavy Jr. takes over as the general manager of my Golden State Warriors. That's on my Friday. But it was one of those things where you saw it and you put it down. I went right back to my golf and I think the NBA, we're going to figure out how to get you a better news dump, okay? We're going to work this thing out, NBA. <laughs> we're going to work it out because that just, I saw it, put it down. And it's like, all right, we'll see you on Monday. I got better things to do, NBA. So, But, but better things to do, by the way, this is a guest coming up, uh, Marlon Humphrey. First time having a guest in studio. I'm excited because I got so much to talk to the Ravens cornerback, Marlon Humphrey. Not necessarily even about football. Just talk about life. Just talk about how does Marlon Humphrey wake up and be great every single day. So we're going to get to that. Coming up next right here on the Rich Eisen Show with Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich. So Father's Day comes and everyone's like, what kind of gifts did you get? What kind of gifts did you get? For me, like, I just like golf stuff, right? My you know, wife made a nice little breakfast. And so I was thinking about other gifts that you see other dads get. And so I saw your former head coach, your college head coach, Nick Saban, got a, got a new Father's Day gift. And so he's trying it out. Um, tell me, what do you think about this? Uh, Nick Saban got a, a, a VR for uh, Father's Day. <laughs> that <And> is... Uh, <laughs> First of all, he got to put his hands up, though, right he, the right he, way. He does have to put his hands
3: up a little bit. Um, he, oh, oh, he got a jab, too. Look at that jab. Jab! I've, I've jab. never seen him...
1: Wow. <laughs> well, was was that a, coordination. Was it, what is
3: happening? Was that a backhand? <laughs> he's, <laughs> like, got, he's got some coordination going on there, though. <laughs> I can't believe it. Yes, oh, wow. can you believe that that Nick? This is actually surprising to see. Actually,
0: why is it surprising? Tell us why is it surprising. You don't really get to
3: see this side of Coach Saban too often, of him playing around with anything other than coaching. But mm-hmm. he does love his kids, so I, I can I can see that. Probably the grandkids and all that. So it's uh, the grandkids got him. I would imagine.
0: Do you think that you probably rubbed off on him a little bit? Maybe you know he he probably wanted to fight me a lot when I was there, so maybe
3: he's, he's getting the aftermath uh, down the line. <laughs>
0: That's funny, uh, but you know, just seeing your old coach there. You mentioned he's the influence on you. What did what did, one one thing that you took away from Nick Saban in college?
3: What I took away from him was he just no matter what really happened, you know whether a player made you mad, whether you did wrong, whether he seemed like he hated you, the next day it was like a completely clean slate. And, you know, for me, like I said, you know, I I redshirted my first year. there was a lot of yelling. But, you know, every day I came in, you know, as a as a kid, you want to be like, that was personal, but it never right. really was to me. Um, And so I took away that, um, just coming in a new day. And then, mm-hmm. honestly, the other crazy thing was he was just like, sometimes just robot mind. Like it was just... When he was in work, it was mm-hmm. the craziest thing. I remember we had our freshman day. We all were at the lake having a good time. 24 hours later, he's yelling at you like he like you didn't just have a good time. And then yeah. you go to his house for Thanksgiving. He's all the happiest guy. But when he's at work, he's there to work. And when mm-hmm. he's off, he's completely off. So <laughs> that's what I took from him. Uh, really great guy.
0: Good. That's uh, Marlon Humphrey, Ravens cornerback, joining the Rich Eisen show. Kirk Morrison here filling in for Rich. And Marlon, you're um, you're the OG now. Can, can, can you like yeah. think about this? And for yeah. people out there listening, I always say the OG, meaning the old guy in the room. Yeah, right. Yeah. Is the guy who's been in the league probably six years plus in that meeting room? You're going on year seven. Yeah. Do you feel like you're the the old guy now, Marlon? Yeah,
3: I am the old guy now. <laughs> it's it's weird to bring up guys, bring up stories. Right. And then as you start talking, you start reading everybody's faces, and you're realizing nobody was here when those guys were here except me. So being the OG is weird. Um, No one's called me an old head yet. You know, I used to call Calais old head, you know, all these other guys. You know, so no one's called me the old head yet. So maybe they still see me as a young guy. But, you know, nowadays, you know, I'd be sore from little bitty. I'd be sore from a walkthrough. So... Uh, but, but being, being old head is, uh, you know, a testament to hard work. You know, I know the average is like three or four years, so I'm trying to, you know, keep it going, but, uh, being the OG is, is weird, but I'm enjoying it.
0: Yeah. Drafted number 16 overall back in 2017 by the Ravens. Who was that player for you when you first got into that NFL locker room? Who was the player that you gravitated to to say, Hey, either show me the way, or I'm going to follow that person's lead.
3: It's probably a combination of uh, Brandon Carr and Eric Weddle. Um, Weddle sat next to me in meetings, and, you know, it was, it was never – he used to tell me to stop smacking on sunflower seeds, which I didn't even know was possible. <laughs> but um, Eric Weddle was definitely the smartest guy in the room when I was there. Right. Uh, but then Brandon Carr was like – you know, it was crazy. I remember sitting in the sauna with Brandon Carr, and he's like, you know, you're here to just usher me on my way out of the league. And I'm like – wow. I'm like, remember being like, you're starting. I'm on the, I'm coming. I'm on. I'm second string, and uh, but it was it was just crazy to hear that because you know, this is uh, this definitely a young man's game. So you can yeah. you try to go as long as you can. But um, you know, hearing that and him actually helping me become a better player um, was really big. So the Brandon Carter and Eric Ward are probably my two guys.
0: I mean, you're a multi-time Pro Bowler in the National Football League. One of the better best corners in the National Football League, and we had a conversation earlier, me and the guys because I redshirted when I first got to college yeah. and I said that was the best thing for me. Now, guys come in and it's like they got to play right away and if yeah. they don't play, they're heading into the transfer portal. For you, you mentioned a little bit earlier that you redshirted. Mm-hmm. What was about you redshirting? What was the best thing was that the best thing for you and how did that help you get ready to go out there the following year and be a starter?
3: For me, um Redshirting was by far the best. I think I saw the most growth in my game. For sure, my redshirt freshman year. Is, yeah. is that
0: a negative to at Alabama? Oh, uh, <laughs> Alabama it's, <laughs> it's, it's very
3: common. Um, no one ever told me I was redshirting. That was the only weird thing. And you know, every week, how does that? So what do they do?
0: Honestly, how, how, did, how does Nick Saban let you know? Does, does he
1: bring you know to
3: the office? <laughs> everyone else know but I know everyone else knew except me. And <laughs> we were playing. Texas A&M, we were up 42-0 to zero and the starters were still in. Okay. And so out of nowhere, all the freshman guys were like, yo, coach just told me I'm going in. And I'm like, coach didn't tell me anything. <laughs> <And I> was, <laughs> so that's kind of where I realized I was redshirting. Uh, but I ain't going to lie, I was, I was pretty hurt. My first game, special team coach tells me, hey, I'm going to get you some reps out there at Gunner right. on punt. And every time you know, he brought the punt team up, I was came. And I looked at his eyes and he just looked at me in the eyes and just looked away. I'm like, I did that all the way to the end, and uh, I was kind of like a, man, I don't, he said I was going to play, but I didn't play, so it was two situations, the special teams and the 42-0 that I realized I was going to redshirt, but um, for me, it it was a big growth. I was able to go to the scout team, cover Mark Cooper every day. Mm. Those are some long days, but, you know, it was, (laughs) uh, luckily I was on the scout, so I wasn't really supposed to be guarding them that well, but. He, Mark Cooper single-handedly made me a, a lot better press man corner. Uh, just, I mean, obviously he was up for the Heisman, I think, that year. Mm-hmm. But he
0: was, he was a very tough guard, so I uh, got a lot of growth. Ravens All-Pro cornerback Marlon Humphrey joining the Rich Eisen show. Kirk Borson here filling in for Rich. So you win a national championship in college, right? You get drafted first round in the National Football League from Alabama. Is there an added pressure to you coming from the university that you came from? that you got to go in and produce right away. Do guys from Alabama feel that? I, I'm i not sure. I know I know for me,
3: I mean, even scouts and coaches at the combine, you know, that was back when it seemed like a lot of Alabama players were getting to the league and not having this the same success. Yeah. So, you know, we had a, a couple corners, a couple safeties that, you know, didn't make that transition well. And that's stuff they were saying to me at the combine. They were like, so what about, you know, you know, Alabama guys don't do well when they come to the NFL. And I'm like, I don't know what that has to do with me. But <laughs> I felt like I did have something to prove not only for, you know, myself but for, you know, Alabama, you know, prospects coming out. You know, right. and then you look at it, you know, Eddie Jackson gets a Pro Bowl, of I his mean, Patrick, Pro Bowl. Um, I get a Pro Bowl. All these guys that I played with, I felt like, you know, we all kind of had a small chip on our shoulder because the guys in the past hadn't performed, you know, the best. So for me, I definitely felt like I had to – You know, I had to, you know, set that kind of, erase that kind of, you know, thought process that that was even a a factor. So maybe I know it was for me.
0: So you've established yourself in the NFL. You've been able to go out and show and prove that you're one of the best players in the league. And so when you get to these OTAs and minicamps, we just talked about it, the Ravens just finished their offseason and you get a little downtime for you. How does Marlon Humphrey spend his downtime? I've been around you a, a little bit, and you seem to be the most laid back, super chill, just ordinary dude that's just, you know what? I'm just I'm just going to enjoy my time. I'm going to relax. Football is not on my mind. I like to look at the offseason
3: as, so you got to get your work in, it. <laughs> right, true. So that's like the only mandatory thing. Right. After that, I like to just see myself as not even a football player. So my girlfriend, we actually just got scuba certified, so I'm going scuba diving soon. I'm getting into the golf game. Okay. That's a very humbling game. Yes. I just, I didn't plan on, but I went to a football camp and they had dogs, so I just bought a Rottweiler. I was very, <laughs> I mean, football camp, Do you dogs, have, that was very rare. I was maybe, I don't know if that's a Cali thing or what. What's the dog's name? I wanted to name him Rambo. Rambo. She wanted to name him Jet. Rambo and Jet. So his name is Jet. Basically,
2: <laughs> so I, I want to ramble you want a jet, so a jet it is. Why don't you just name it Aaron Rodgers? Like, what are we doing? Ah, uh, Honestly, he's in
3: the AFC now, you know, maybe. But
2: uh. <laughs> I wanted to name him, uh, I
3: don't know if the Ravens have to be mad. There's no S on the jet, just jet. Just jet. Just jet. Mm. Um, you know, I got my farm back home. There's a lot of things, There's honestly, of- that I, I like to just randomly, you know, fall off into things. What's you know? the day-to-day on the farm when you get back? The day-to-day on the farm, I'm actually, I want to build a part three. On the farm. I want to build a part three. So mm-hmm. I got 229 acres in Alabama. Okay. I got an idea for a part three. I just don't want to hit too many balls in my little pond right there. That's the only <laughs> problem. I want to put it over a pond. I'm not the best golfer. Mm-hmm. So I got work to do there. I got a family reunion at the farm on around July 4th there that weekend. I got a lot planned. So you get that. That's why I work out. I like to work out. I like to be working out at 630. Okay. Get that out of the way. And then the rest of the day is
0: full of fun. So does does Marlon like the, the workout videotaped? Do you like to put it out to social media? There's a lot of guys who like to be videotaped and show everybody, hey, this is what I'm doing. And you know the fans eat it up. Oh, my God, look at Marlon. He's locked in. Oh, my (laughs) God. Year seven, comeback season. Here come the Ravens. Are you like – are you one of those – I know for me when I played in the league, I didn't want to be taped. I didn't want to have, like, all the workouts and all that. I like to be private. I like to – when it was go time, workout, do your thing, but it was more of me being in my zone. How was it for you? I am a – well, I don't have a coach,
3: so music by myself. So I don't really have the – I do like a – session here with somebody every, like, once in a while. But sometimes, Man. I am not like not often, but I'm not really a big fan of, you kind of, when you know you're on camera, you do operate a little different work when you're working mm-hmm. out, I feel like. Okay. When you're playing a game, you're just playing football. Right. But you're working out, you're doing a lot, maybe editing, you know, you see <laughs> the guy. I just don't really want to see you, honestly. Right. But, you know, you get kind of used to it when you work out with other guys. And it. I will say, it does look cool. <laughs> Those videos do look pretty cool and you think they're about to go about the wide receiver's gonna have two hundred two two k yards two thousand yards, and then they have you know two hundred yards in the season and it's just not the same but i am a uh, more of a get it in by yourself. I kind of like the single grind right but it is uh sometimes help a little easier to work out when you're working out with somebody and got the cameras and all the flash so <laughs> I'm either or, but I definitely usually work up
0: by myself. I'm always intrigued by what's going on in that mind of Marlon Humphrey. When do you get a chance to, to tweet or sit back and, and put out a <laughs> tweet? Because I feel like you've had some tweets of recent, and if you want to follow him, you go to at Marlon as well on IG. A lot of things. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to tweeting, it's a lot of random things that probably just go through your mind. And, and I'm glad that you expressed that because we get a chance to to learn that it's just not all football all the time. You know, people think that you're an NFL player, you wake up, football, Football, you go to sleep, football, football, football. But you've had some tweets of recently that I just want to just go over with you a little bit. Nothing crazy. (laughs) But uh, can we break up a couple of the tweets here? Um, Here's one tweet from at Marlon underscore Humphrey. That's a good question. 100 humans versus one gorilla.
2: (laughs) Who wins?
0: this was actually... At the facility, I brought this up. You brought this up. The it gorilla was, wins. Yeah, we all said the gorilla. So this so, is when yeah. people always think that the NFL locker rooms are serious and guys are about football. <laughs> yeah, no. And yet you're in the lounge, and we're talking yeah. about can 100 humans beat a gorilla.
3: Yeah, we were <laughs> – yeah, this was this was at the cafeteria table. I'm like, guys, what do, what do we think here? And then we have a fairly larger guy on our team. Right. Um, Filele, Godzilla. Uh-huh. Call them five, different names.
0: Five, five, my two, yeah. So yeah.
3: We, he's like – I think he's around four hundred pounds, and we were Six saying if you got a hundred, yeah. four hundred, and you have a hundred of him. Yeah, you probably got a good chance of taking the gorilla down, but there still has to be a couple filetays to get knocked out before even. So there's a chance with that one. There was a lot of thought. There was a lot more thought. That one of that.
2: Now is it a hundred on one, or is the gorilla just fighting one on one, but a hundred straight times? No, he's
3: a hundred people, but you got to have a hundred people that don't care about their. Well-being.
0: So it's like the right. 300 almost, but 100, yes. like the movie 300. Yes. It's like come in it as is a exactly <laughs> like that.
3: But we just we're all thinking, man, one punch to that gorilla to here is probably
0: that's a that's, that's a blow. That's, a that's, de- a, that's that's a, that's a death, a death, death a blow. <laughs> uh, more wow. on the uh, Marlon Humphrey tweets because <laughs> yeah, I gorilla's say, the betting favorite on that. one. Yeah, I'm, that I'm that taking that the gorilla, said. but we got more tweets coming up here. Um, Aaron Rodgers. He seems like he would just wake up one day and decide. He's going to drop everything yes. <laughs> and be an astronaut. What I mean, how did you come up with this um, assessment of Aaron Rodgers? How, how does this I don't, just come about? I don't know Aaron Rodgers. Right. <laughs> but based on what I see, he
2: seems
3: like he is similar to me in the aspect of random things comes on his mind. Okay. Like he just seems like a very free soul. Right. And he just, like I, I, I don't know. I mean, he went. I know he did a little. Dark cave thing. Yeah. Would apparently.
0: you go to the dark, go on a darkness retreat? I see. I
3: I don't know. But what? I'm not sure what the benefit is. <laughs> but I don't. I kind of like the light a little bit. <laughs> right. I a lot of us do. You might go in there and come out a new man. But he he seems like a very interesting guy. Right. I'll say that. And uh, I, I could just I don't know, man. He he, he seems very. Day to, he goes day-to-day. Day. That's what he seems like. He's day-to-day. To day. Today I'm a footballer. Today I'm, I might go astronaut today. I might do this. Obviously a great football player, but a very free-spirited mind. That probably helps with his game,
0: honestly. Well, you mentioned he's in the AFC now, man. I know. in the AFC, man. He's in
1: the AFC. <laughs>
0: well, one last tweet before we uh, got a couple more minutes here with Marlon Humphrey, Ravens cornerback. Uh, was today year old when I found out the titanic was real Wait, what that's right. I, I really want <laughs> to break this so, down because right, this, is, this is
3: how this came how does this come about so like this might have seemed random yeah. i was on instagram okay and golden the the auction Nim- company movie? Auction yeah. Guy, yeah. Yeah. yes he yeah. tweets <laughs> um i think he maybe had a netflix thing okay and he was going through a couple things that were maybe on the show and it was a he said kate winslet dress from the titanic and then I was like, wait, what do you mean? The, the dress or like the replica of, I'm not even exactly sure, but I was like, was a Titanic real? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, wait, I thought it was a it was a movie. Right. But then they're like, no, like it was a, it was a based on a true story. Right. It was a not a like fake true story, it was a real true story. And then I was like, wow. And then it seemed kind of messed up that you're making that movie about these people like dying, which obviously, you know, is a decent movie. It, yeah, it turns into a love story. Yeah, which didn't actually happen. That <laughs> was like a <laughs> thing. Like, but I just didn't know that the movie was honestly confusing now that you, they should have made that more clear. You know what? You, you, what you part did. should they have made more clear? That, I mean, just think they, I mean it's a, they could have made that more clear somehow. That's right. Because, I mean, they got people growing up watching that, thinking Titanic was. Fake, Right. And right. actually, there's a lot more history about that. A lot of people, important people, died on that ship.
0: Yes. Once I, I found out it that. was real. Right, and you did the research. A little, it's, a lot. Yeah. it's a lot. A lot of heavy hitters.
3: Heavy hitters were on the Titanic. Yeah. So, yeah, that is a real movie. If you didn't
2: know, if you're watching. So you were not spoiled by the end of that movie. You you were like, wow, this ship actually sinks. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, crap.
1: Like, this
3: is, <laughs> this is like... <laughs> Wow! Like, it, like it's—I need to rewatch it now because yeah. I was like, "Wow, it was a pretty good movie." And then it's like fake, but it's real.
0: I, I will say this: you have enlightened me because, like <laughs> you mentioned just <laughs> now, that was like a made-up love story that never really happened. Never but really you happened. almost feel like that was part of the real Titanic, exactly. and it never really happened. Exactly. Um, so like, that wasn't as bad. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It was, it was, but I love the movie. Okay, though. maybe it
3: was bad. I'm not <laughs> sure. I actually got a lot. Of, see, usually when I tweet, yes, I, I just come to mind. I just tweet something. I don't really look at the replies, but I know I tweeted something either that was somewhat dumb or somewhat wild when someone personally texts me. is like, bro, you didn't blah, blah, blah. What are you talking about? I'm like... Hey, sometimes I tweet something and yeah. forget I even tweeted. This one actually like, was almost causing harm to myself. I'm like,
0: crap, I guess I'm the only one that didn't know this. And Marlon, one of your tweets was in the, in the Titanic thing, I guess I missed the true slide story in the movie. Like, Normally they will put up there, like, this exactly. is based on true events or this happened. Right. This is based on a history event. of events. Yeah, this exactly. Is th- I missed that slide,
3: I guess. You know, I definitely <laughs> missed that slide.
0: I got a couple more questions for you. Uh, I know one... And I've been watching this ever since you talked about it before. I forget when you, you talked about it. But why does every time the version of Madden for that season comes out, they always have a Baltimore Raven getting – Every time. Every time. A Baltimore Raven is either getting stiff-armed or every getting time. juked. Or missing a tackle? Why is that? Why is Madden doing that? Does Madden, the franchise, have it out for the Baltimore Ravens? I think the Madden franchise does. Every time, it, for some reason,
3: why am I in the clip every time? I don't know. <laughs> it's like every time I like, get the new Madden, Marlon Hover gets ran over, Marlon Hover gets moss, and I'm just like, I don't know. Like, even like, why is it even I'm in the background chasing somebody? Like, right. you know, it's just always, I don't know, maybe Ravens sells? I don't know. Right. Don't, they don't ever put a cowboy. Cowboy player, that's America's team, right? (laughs) I'm just saying, Madden, you should think about it, refigure it out. But no, they always that always is a thing. Maybe they should give us the copy first if they're going to put us (laughs) on there as advertising. But it's definitely a thing. I would like to be off the, or maybe we could be scoring, scoring. But we're always on defense, okay? Getting killed, ran over, or. They need to fix that. I don't know. Maybe they're just forgetting that it's the same team every time. There's a possibility of that.
0: Yeah. Um, can you name the two Ravens that have been on the Madden cover? There have been two Ravens. There's been two Ravens? Two Ravens have been on the Madden cover. Oh, I know, actually. Who are they? Jamal and Ray. Mm. One is Ray. Oh, Jamal Lewis was that on there? I think he was on was there as a – was he on the Brown? Joe Flacco wasn't on there. Guy, he just signed a big contract, the richest contract in NFL history. <laughs> 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 you might see him a lot. You might see him That's a lot. Ball. This is a bad ball.
3: Obviously, Lamar. I don't Lamar know how I Jackson. didn't even think of Lamar. Yeah. I guess I was thinking.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, I do got one last. I got to ask you one last football question because you talked about it a little bit. You walked in. You had this bright smile on your face. And the one thing you said, weapons. We've got weapons. So as an OG, a guy who's in that defensive backfield, who probably can kind of relax a little bit when he's at practice because you kind of understand the defense. You know the defense. But when you sit back and look at the offense now that you guys got in Baltimore, we already mentioned the quarterback Lamar Jackson, but Mark Andrews, you draft Zay Flowers. Here comes Odell Beckham Jr., DuVernay. We're just naming somebody. How has it looked for you on the opposite side? It's looked uh, really good. Um, in the
3: past, we've had we've had some guys, but now we got like. I think in the past we've had teams coming to games like, okay, we could probably double this guy and be right. kind of fine, um, while you know, I've been going week to week, and you're like, okay, you, you can't really double anybody because you're in trouble either way. If you right. whoever you double, it, they got this guy. So we kinda have um to me just some really elite weapons that if you I know on the other side defense is gonna look, okay, who do we wanna eliminate the most and who do we think we can at least survive with this? So I think we've on paper put together, you know, a really tough offensive roster as far as, you know, pass catchers. And mm-hmm. um it's exciting, but the practice yeah. is 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 not there's not much relaxing in practice anymore. There's not many <laughs> I like, oh, I, you know, I kind of, you got to be ready to go, which mm-hmm. is, which is really good for both sides. You know, you want to you wanna be good, you want to be great. The best way to do that is get the work in and practice. And so I think, you know, EDC and the front office, what they've done this offseason has been just really good as far as putting us, putting our quarterback, you know, in a great position, paying our quarterback, getting some more weapons for him. And um, even on defense, getting, getting some weapons we've got, it's uh, – I think it'll be a really fun season. It'll be some really competitive training camp practice. It might be some, might be some fights out there. You might be getting reports oh, wow. about everything. Yeah, it might be, it might be war out there. So really? I'm excited, <laughs> but I'm really excited uh, to get that work in and may, practice.
0: I may take a trip up there.
3: I always feel like I'm going to I'll like a sure fight when you come. Just let no, me know. I'll just get a fight going.
0: It has that. Um that was like Game of Thrones type of feel going to... <laughs> if you've never been to the Ravens facility, it's like a big giant castle, and they have I the love gates. It, love it. And they raise that gate up, and it's like you're going to this, yeah. I, I this love castle. The, what is it? What is it? It's, uh, it's Owen Mills? Owen Owing, Mills. Owen Mills. See? I
3: love the castle with the trees. It is a very nice... We had a picnic out there, a big old picnic out there. It was just such a nice... The view is just nice. Man. Just <laughs> all that grass see yeah. the deer
0: coming in to work. You appreciate a lot, man. You do. I appreciate life. There we go. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> – <that's,
1: that's, laughs>
0: Well, you know what? I'm not going to hold you up anymore. I know you're enjoying an offseason, so I'm going uh, to let you continue your offseason, get to the farm, do all of that. And I can't wait to see you play this upcoming season watching Ravens football. Marlon Humphrey, appreciate cool. the time. Thank you. <laughs> that's all-pro cornerback Marvin Humphrey for the Ravens. Join us right here on the Rich Eisen Show. More Rich Eisen Show when we come back.
1: It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning, or at least From over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code IZEN when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E I S E N. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code IZEN. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets What's the most pissed off you made
4: Nick Saban ever? Oh, when I took the sack, second and 26. <laughs> In the national
1: In championship. <laughs> You mean the one that you immediately made up for with an amazing play yes, that sir. puts you on the map? <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that, that sack. Okay. That was the sack. So, um, walk me through how that. Uh, how, what he said to you, if you can, in a in a certain way on a live yeah, well, radio, I, TV broadcast. I mean, I could only see it on camera.
4: You know um, how mad he he was. That was probably the most pissed off though. I I, I think he's ever been at me. He, he you're, s- you're squeezing his headset so hard. <laughs> and then, um, you know, like, it was hard because the emotion was, like, so mad to so happy, you know, so fast for him. And, you know, we got into the locker room when everything settled down. I mean, he was still still the same coach, you know, yeah. he put me to the side. Like, well, what were you thinking, you know? Um, so like, after, taking you won,
1: after you won the game mm-hmm. and you picking confetti out of your hair, he still took a moment yeah, in that being, moment to revisit yeah. that
4: sack. Yeah, being who he is, I mean, you know, he, he pulled me to the side. He said, you know, well, why did you take the sack? Right. You know, and I, I thought it was a good time to joke with him, you know. so I, <laughs> I mean, we, we won the national championship, so I told him, I told him, well, you know, we, we needed more room to throw the ball, coach. You know, and, like, he looked at me, and, like, I was laughing. He's like, that's not funny. So... <laughs> so so, I mean, Come I didn't on. know what else to do in that situation. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'll, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, coach. So I shook his hand, and he just moved on. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh,
2: man. That's
1: amazing. I wow. love that story. Yeah. That made me my favorite story the whole week. So you just figured, yeah, hey. I was like, yeah, oh, maybe. you want it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it was a good time to joke, but it wasn't. Wow. Yeah, no, nope. it's never a good time, I guess, in that respect. I don't know about you, but that looked like money.
0: <laughs> uh, look at that, another Alabama guy in into a tonga Loa Um uh, former uh Alabama quarterback now in the National Football League. Big year, hopefully for him and the Miami Dolphins. Right here back at the uh, Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show Desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Uh, Great interview with Marlon Humphrey. I tell you, you can just sit here and just talk to him about anything. And, you know, a guy who's been in the league now entering year seven. And this is the part that I wanted to ask him because I got to that point when I was in the National Football League. I played eight years. But once you get to, like, year six, you start to look around the room. And the majority of NFL locker rooms, if you ever have a chance, and this is what I used to do, Each week, we would get the roster of the team that we're playing. And you put the roster in front of you, and you get your index finger. And there's a little column that has YR with a little period. It stands for year, what year players are. I would just put my index finger and run down, and every it seemed the majority of teams were guys in year one or have R for rookie or year two, year three. Then you'll have your occasional eight, occasional 12, or you'll see it on the Jets roster like an 18. <laughs> for Aaron, no, no, yeah, 18 for Aaron Rodgers, 18 or 19. You, 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 you just kind of just keep going down, and you realize how young the game truly is. And for Marlon Humphrey, who just got to the NFL, I feel like yesterday he's already going into year seven, and he becomes the oldest guy in the room. But it's always about having good veteran players. Good veteran players. He talked about when he gets to the Ravens, he's drafted. Brandon Carr, who was an outstanding corner in his own right, Say, hey, you're here to escort me out of the league. Like, how many players will tell you that? Like, you're, you got drafted to escort me out of the league. And it's up to you to go out and how do you handle it? I'm only here because if you don't make it, I got to be the backup plan. Similar to, you know, that's been that's the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love in Green Bay. When the Green Bay Packers drafted Jordan Love, we all know it was to escort Aaron Rodgers out of the National Football League yep. or to another team. Just so happens that Aaron Rodgers had a different plans. He decided to do what? Go out and have back to back MVP years, right? It's just, that's just, the dude was just unreal. But that's the way the NFL is, it's always going to be younger. You're always going to continue Just to churn, trend right, younger, so, yeah. especially with the contracts now with some of these quarterbacks. And it's it's a lot on coaches. I have a lot of friends who are coaches in the NFL, fellas.
2: Yeah, you look at this Ravens roster right now. And remember, we're at the point of the year where one of the rosters at like 90 or something 90, like that yes, right now. 90 for There's the, only 11 guys with more experience on the Ravens roster than Marlon Humphrey right now. 11 guys out of 90. And, you know, some big names, obviously Justin Tucker, Correct. Uh, Odell Beckham's in year nine, Nelson yep. Aguilar,
0: yep. Uh, just to name a few. Yeah, you know, those guys have been around for a while, but the majority of the team is younger. So you go into a locker room or your actual position room, and I remember walking to my room and I'm like, these some young pups. These are these are some youngsters. And you forget some of the, uh, the times that you've drawn throughout your career and— whether it's strategy, whether it's play calling, whether it's offensive coordinators or defensive coordinators, you draw on the past experiences. And sometimes you kind of like, oh, remember that one time we played against them and they came out in a two-by-two, and and they're looking at you like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Wide-eyed. Wide-eyed, they have no idea. (laughs) And that's the part where people are trying to get caught up, man, as quick as possible in the NFL. But it's always good to hear from You know, players like that. That's why I was glad to have him on, because there was a stereotype. There was a stigma about Alabama secondary players. There was that little stretch run of where Alabama players came in, especially in the secondary, and said, are they really good or do they benefit from an outstanding pass rush? And a lot of guys got exposed early on. And that was something that he had to overcome. And he did it, (laughs) but... I remember the Jets took... uh, Zach, the Jets guy. I was trying to think of his name uh, D. Milner, right? D.
2: Milner. Remember that?
0: Good player at Alabama. Outstanding player. But when he came to the National Football League, just his college game didn't translate to the National Football League. And it happens with a lot of players, especially those big-time programs. And now you're seeing these Georgia players, right? Georgia players getting drafted. literally the entire starting defense of their national championship team. The first one... Every player has been drafted on that defense alone. It's never happened. what well, you know, it's never happened before. I, I read wild. that I read that before. They were like, oh no, the Miami defense uh went back in the day. No, this particular defense, the starters from that game against Alabama, the national championship, where Bryce Young was the quarterback versus Stetson Bennett. Every player that started on defense in that game has been drafted. That
2: just goes... 22 guys.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. 11 players on There's defense. 11 on, Georgia, on, on the on, on the Georgia defense.
2: And probably most of those Alabama well, guys. Well, most of too. Alabama players, too. Yeah, I mean, well.
0: the, you know, receivers, obviously <laughs> yeah. the quarterback, the wow. offensive linemen. That's crazy. Yeah, you got a lot of guys. And that's, you know, that's part of the, 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 uh, the NFL cycle of players and programs. You know, this weekend I was watching, I saw the SEC getting ready for their big weekends, come, upcoming college football season. I'm like... It can't get here fast enough. I'm looking at the future dates. I saw the SEC. Now they have the, uh, uh, the, the Texas and oh, yeah. Oklahoma Oklahoma's games starting to schedule for 2024. Yeah. And then also this weekend I saw <laughs> a funny thing is, and look, I'll tell you, my mind's all over the place at times, but I just I tend to watch things and I see things. I saw USC recruits taking pictures in USC uniforms with the Big Ten patch, the Big Ten logo. Oh, that is going to be so weird. It was – I said, wait, what? It was weird. But that's what's going on. Recruits now are taking pictures in a USC uniform with the Big Ten logo because by the time they get there, USC will be in the Big Ten. So, yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot, man. It is a <laughs> lot. So <laughs> Wow. That's the uh, the football journey as it goes. But – Man, we has got so much more to get to in That's the, in the program. I can't wait. I told you. Coming up in the next hour, I've got my top ten takeaways from this year's US Open nice. as I attended the open. A lot of things that um I saw and I will uh just want to share with you guys and everybody out there listening. So I got that. Then we gotta get to uh Brody Miller. He's coming up in uh in about ten minutes. We we'll talked to Brody Miller about this US Open experience and should they bring it back to lacc should they not there's just so many mixed reviews about this us open i can't wait to get brody miller's um uh, conversation about that and talk to him where is golf going now with so many new winners right These new talent i mean for all those people who haven't seen full swing i mean Season two, I think, is going to be, it's going to be fire. Going to be it's going to be good because wow. we're now starting to see these guys in the PGA Live Tour connection and all of that coming up. Man, it's just it's just a lot. And then uh, to got yeah, Jeffrey Simmons, also the defensive tackle All Pro from the uh, Tennessee Titans, he'll be coming up at the top of the uh, to the third hour. So a lot to get to here on the Rich Eisen Show with Kirk Morrison in filling in for Rich. Don't go anywhere. Whew. Whew. That's a lot. A lot going on. That's a lot going on. A lot <laughs> going going on. on man. But you gotta think these are what we call the dog days of summer. Like yep. summer officially starts Wednesday? Wednesday, first yeah. day. Yeah, first day. day, but we know longest the, day of the year. It is. Longest day of the year. And that's gradually starts to go back towards daylight savings, right? Well, just the days yeah. get it like a minute shorter yeah, each day. Because I had a five thirty AM tea time on Saturday. Look at you. And I was good. I was done at seven seven twenty five. I just did a back nine, not full eighteen. Back nine, played so nine, Saturday. played nine. Was the sun up when you? Sun teed was off? up. I was able, Sun was up. Sun actually got up, I believe, at five thirty seven. But you know, you get a little bit to it where you good. can see right. enough. And oh, when I teed dawn, it off, boom, light. it was good. Nice. It was good to go. So now that's this is the countdown of when golf season starts to end because you. You're able to get up early. You can play early. I'm an early player. I can't play late in the day. It's kind of like the, the greens are too hard because everything's well, all dried out. I like windy, the softy. in yeah.
2: windier in the, in the afternoon right Yeah, I'm just
0: yeah. – mm. and then, you know, a lot of golf courses get uh, backed up, TJ – so I would love to see TJ on the golf course, by the way. Did you play a par three like not, uh, what, like a year ago? I played like a year ago. That'll be, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, he's strict. like, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I'm sure. <strict. laughs> uh, <par> three. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually just a nice little walk in the park, a par three. Yeah,
1: you're just hit a little yeah. ball yeah, around. They call it the granny course. course. You're good. Too,
0: so. <laughs> I can take TJ down to the granny course. That's what Brody Miller coming up next here on the Rich Eisen mm-hmm. Show.